Welcome back to Beyond the Uniform. I am Justin Asiri, and my goal is to help members of the military community thrive in their post-service career and life. Longtime listeners know that normally on the show, every single Monday, I meet with a military veteran about their career, what they do, how they got there, and advice for others seeking to do the same. Over the last 400-plus episodes, I've interviewed the former CEO of Pepsi, who's a Marine, uh, people like Jocko Willink, who are New York Times bestseller authors, NFL players, photographers, you name it. Um, this is a Thursday episode that's more around mindset and skill set. It's a free-formed, unscripted, single monologue by me about something that's helping me in my career that I hope will help you as well. Uh, and today we're going to be talking about a book. It's more of a book review, LeVar Burton, Reading Rainbow Style. Um, I am so ashamed that it took me so long to get this book read. Uh, a lot of people on the show have recommended it to me. Uh, so the book is called Atomic Habits. It says, Tiny Changes, remar Remarkable Results. An easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones. It's written by James Clear, and it is a number one New York Times bestseller. And it totally deserves that. I loved this book. So I'm going to share with you some of the things that I took away from the book. But this is one of the few books that I'm just going to say, read the book. It, no matter what you're going to do, whether no matter what your career path, you are going to benefit from reading this book. And... um. You know, I, I find that uh, I really prefer books that are very efficient and have no fat. And this book is about 260 pages, and it should be 260 pages. I, I, I don't think there's anything to trim out of this. It's very science-based. It's very practical. And he attacks this, uh, this concept of habits in a variety of ways, um, specifically four different ways. Let me open up the cover here and, and look at the table of contents just to make sure I'm not misrepresenting this. So um, specifically, so the, the book starts out by talking about why habits are so important. And, and what I took away from that is that when we set goals, when we focus on the outcome, that's usually the wrong approach. Goals and outcomes can help us set a direction. For instance, I have a goal of running a 100-mile ultramarathon. Um, I have a goal around making a certain amount of money and building a certain size team. Those are good directionally, but that's about it. Uh, the habits that we cultivate and the, the bad habits that we break are the building blocks that get us there, and, and that is the system that is the most important. If we create a system through habits where day in, day out, we're making 1% improvements over time, you know, I think the, the quote was uh, in the course of a year, 1% daily habits leads to a 37x increase, 30 times times. 37 times increase in, in an outcome. So he, um, the first part is of this book is the fundamentals, and it's basically talking about why habits are so important. After that, he goes through four different laws, and the first law is make it obvious, and he goes through, I, I love this book because it always starts with stories, so he goes through different stories of how making a habit obvious will 
improve your uh, ability to stick with it. And, and things like, you know, if you want to learn to play guitar, you put your guitar right in the center of your room. You walk by it every day. It's just more likely if it's obvious that you do it. Um, the second law is make it attractive. And he talks about different strategies to do this. For instance, if you struggle to do something, you can pair it with something you really enjoy. So if you love watching Netflix, you know, pairing it that every time you ride on your stationary bike, you watch Netflix afterwards or while you're doing it. So you pair something that's unattractive with something attractive. And that's just one of a dozen different strategies he describes in the make it attractive section. The third law is make it easy. Um, you know, something that stood out for me from this is that you really need habits to be something that can be two minutes or less when you're starting. And, and in some cases, you know, that might just be putting on your shoes because you know once you put on your running shoes, you're going to get out the door and go running. Or changing into your gym clothes because you know that once your gym clothes are on, you're more likely to go. So the third law is all about different strategies to make it easy. And then the fourth law is make it satisfying. And some of the quotes that I'll share with you in a second come from that section of um, – uh, you know, immediately rewarding and immediately punishing behavior. So, so rewarding the good ones and punishing the bad ones. We kind of need that immediate feedback to make it satisfying or unsatisfying. And then the last section, which honestly I got so much value from, was called Advanced Tactics, How to Go from Being Merely Good to Being Truly Great. And, and some of the quotes I'll share in a second come specifically from that section I think are highly relevant to our audience. So I loved this book. Um, it is one of the books where afterwards I grabbed my fancy microphone here and recorded, I think it's about 14 minutes long, I recorded, just flipped through the book, all the underlined sections. And I, I've listened to that already in the last day, uh, just driving around and running, just kind of reabsorbing the key points that I took away from this book because I think it's um, you know I, I've evangelized the book The Slight Edge which is also really good on this topic but but Atomic Habits I prefer I think it's even even better written and um, much more tactical which I think our audience will gravitate towards so here's some of the quotes of what stood out to me and uh, it looks like about maybe seven or eight of these the first one is one of the most common questions I hear is, how long does it take to build a new habit? But what people really should be asking is, how many does it take to form a new habit? And, and I love this because I always hear, you know, 21 days to form a new habit. And he makes a solid argument that, uh, you know, 21 days, if you do it once in that time, is not going to establish a habit. You know, in seven days, if you're doing a habit 20 times a day, you could probably get it to stick. So it's more about iterations. We are, we are kind of creatures of iteration and getting as many reps in. And that's what drills a habit home. Another quote was, create an environment where doing the right thing is as easy as possible. Much of the battle of building better habits comes down to finding ways to reduce the friction associated with our good habits and increase the friction associated with our bad ones. Again, you get a sense there of just the beautiful simplicity of what he's uh, speaking to in this book, but also the power of those concepts of increasing friction for the bad habits and decreasing frictions for the good ones. Another quote, sometimes success is less about making good habits easy and more about making bad habits hard, um, kind of going along with that previous point. Another quote, what is immediately rewarded is repeated. What is immediately punished is avoided. And, and this is just kind of coming out of a, a longer chapter where, you know, he talks about that oftentimes the consequences we face are so far in the future that our 
pre- prehistoric brains can't get around them. So, you know, the, 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 the detriment of being addicted to social media or smoking cigarettes or eating too much sugar, all of those things generally come about after years of, of a behavior. And so we can try to get in front of that by making the, um, the downside much more immediately uh, sensible in, in in what we're doing. Uh, and, and I think one of the concepts he had here, I'm, I'm printing this out right after I record this, is the concept of streaks. And I'm, I'm personally trying to cut down on sugar. And um, I, I'm uh, going to just print out a calendar and literally every day just kind of put an X through a day where I did not have any sugar. And and that's one of those examples where, you know, just my personality, like I hate, <laughs> I hate not living up to something. And so, you know, when, when I know I'm going to come into my office the next day and it's like, oh, I, you know, went to a, went to the movies and ate something sugary. Like, I don't want to be the dude that doesn't check off the box. I love to check things off. And so little, little things like that can increase the sting of not doing good habits or, or, or doing a bad habit. Um, this next quote I love, never miss twice. You can't be perfect, but you can avoid a second relapse. Um, and that's kind of goes along with this thought of streaks. Cause oftentimes I will, uh, you know, get going on a streak and then I miss a day and then it just starts to go downhill. And so I love this thought. And, and, uh, um, when I did my first Ironman triathlon, a coach I was working with, um, told me this as well. I, I, I don't know if this is where it was coming from, but he just talked about like, if you're sick, if you're, you know, you miss a day, just don't miss two days in a row. And I think it goes along with this is like, just get back up. You're going to miss days. You're going to make mistakes. That's okay. But don't make that mistake become a new habit. Another quote, the secret of maximizing your odds of success is to choose the right field of competition. He has a great section at the end of the book about genetics and how some of us are genetically predisposed to certain uh, successes or failures. And he gives examples of Michael Phelps and another uh, person with a very different body type who is very successful as an athlete as well. But, you know, he talks about how put Michael Phelps as a runner, he would have not done well and put this other guy as a swimmer, he wouldn't have done well. They didn't have the body for the other sport. And so it's really about, look, you know, pick the, pick the field where you can knock it out of the park. And, and we're not all, you know, I'm not um, naturally gifted as a basketball player. Like that's not the field of competition for me. So especially for those of you thinking of a career shift, his thoughts around um, choosing the right field of competition that's at the, the, the final section of the book is really powerful. Um, just a couple, three more quotes here. First, there is a version of every habit that can bring you joy and satisfaction. Find it. Habits need to be enjoyable if they are going to stick. And then another quote, until you work as hard as those you admire, don't explain away their success as luck. (laughs) That's so great, man. Um, and then last one, the greatest threat to success is not failure, but boredom. The only way to become excellent is to be endlessly fascinated by doing the same thing over and over. You have to fall in love with boredom. And a friend of mine posted on LinkedIn today about how, you know, um, the, the, the lie that is, you know, if you find something you love, you'll never work a day in your life. And, and it's just hogwash, right? It's like everyone faces boredom. Like, you know, world-class athletes, they get bored in the routine, but they keep doing it. They fall in love with boredom. You know, I went for a seven and a half mile mile run this morning and six degree temperature and ice all over the ground. And I did not want to do that this morning. It was very boring, but it's one of the things I'm wanting to do is I try to deepen as a runner is like, no, I, I go for my daily run five days a week. And I follow the plan that my, my trainer set out and it's boring and it's okay. I'm going to 
lose to fall in love with boredom in service of getting better. So again, the book is called Atomic Habits, James Clear. I'm not making any money for this endorsement. That's how much I believe in it. Uh, just you know, Google it, find it on Amazon. Listen. Uh, I, I don't know if I'd listen to this on audiobook. I feel like it's a, a physical book that's good to have and just kind of mark up. But um, I'm going to keep it on my bookshelf here in the office. I love it. I think it's going to be um, a great asset in my career and life, and I hope it benefits you as well. Thank you for listening. I'll be back on Monday with our traditional format, interviewing a military veteran about their civilian career. Take care.